mean, you've been putting in work for so long. Putting in a lot of work. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Putting in Work, episode 124 of the interview podcast on the 8-Bit Collective. I'm your host, John O'Peck. We are powered by Audio Technica, and we've got a returning guest, Ryan Betson from the Pop Culturist. On the show, Ryan was first here as a guest or almost two years ago, but there's been a lot that's happened since then, so I thought I'd bring him back for a chat and talk about his move to Gen U's Gamer Program. So you might remember, if you're a loyal listener, I had Paris Conti on the show uh, sometime last year, uh, talking about that Gen U Gamer Program. It's essentially a disability and mental health support service for people to engage socially through playing games whether it's board games or video games and that's where ryan comes along he was recruited to join gen u which was formerly Karingle, and he's now running that video game arm of the gamer program and seeing some really amazing results which we'll talk about in this interview but it's really been a joy to watch this transformation within ryan himself as someone that didn't enjoy his work previously and had a certain approach to his own content with a pop culturist, which is a video games and pop culture YouTube channel and podcast. And it's just been interesting to see how his experience with the Gen U program, with the clients that he's working with, with the changes he's seeing in them, and I guess what that's reflecting onto himself about the way that he sees the world. It's changed his mindset completely and helped him in ways I guess he wouldn't have predicted could happen. So I find that really interesting. We get pretty deep in this interview, uh, which we recorded at the Pop C studio. So it might sound a little different from the normal setup, but that's cool. It's still on those sweet Audio Technica mics and there's a lot to get into. So I won't go on for too much longer, but here's Ryan to talk about not only his foray into professional wrestling podcasting, but also his experience with Gen U, working with the kids, changing lives, just having a job that he enjoys which is really cool to hear and I think you'll get a lot from this conversation too. So without further ado, enjoy the show. Ryan, thank you for having me in the studio. Yeah, hey, um, no worries man, thanks for having me back. Yeah, it's good to be back here again. Yeah, was it two, two years? It'll be two years in July since our previous yeah, man. encounter. As far as this show goes, you've been kind enough to have me on some of your podcasts and content in between, but yeah, it's it's been good and uh you've been a good friend over the past couple of years so it's great to kind of catch up on what you've been doing well i mean we, we've caught up on it a few times when we hang out but it's good to tell people out there about the majesty and wonder <laughs> you make it sound culture. so much better than it, than it is <laughs> i mean the the genuine gamer stuff i think is worthy of praise it's an amazing initiative that you in paris working on and people listening might recall paris conti was on a mm. previous episode of this and i think i originally approached you to talk about it and you were like oh talk to paris he's well, the guy was, yeah because uh, so oh, i do apologize i've got a bit of a head cold it's probably gonna cough and, and splutter and stuff throughout it. but when you reached out and because my since last time we did mm. this um i used to work in a call center for like a shitty energy company and just in the complaints department and whatnot so since then i yeah i've now moved over to genuine gamer which mm-hmm. is um, the, the, the company, like the, the branch of Genu, which is sort of a uh, somewhat disability services uh, company here in, in Geelong. Uh, Paris and I have sort of built, yeah, this branch called Genu Gamer. The idea of using uh, video games and tabletop games, like role playing games like Dungeons and Dragons, etc., uh, to help 
people do uh, ASD, so people on the spectrum, mm -hmm. as well as mental health challenges. And uh, as of recently, we've started expanding into um, a little bit into the disability sector and a little bit into sort of like the intellectual disability sector yeah. as well. Which is like way outside of your... Oh man, it is so out of my, <laughs> out of my league completely. So um, I think I may have mentioned it last time as well. Like when I, when I finished school, I went to university and I studied to be a scientist. I've got two science degrees. I've got a bachelor's in biotechnology and an honors degree in ecotoxicology. So as you can tell, Which sounds awesome. Yeah. So as you can tell, I'm using them well. Um, <laughs> and then between from university to now, like I've just been doing jobs that I needed to, to get by. And this is the first time, um, that I've really got a job that a, I care for and, um, that, that it's, worth my time i guess i mean that in terms of not my time is this big massive mm. thing but it's, <clears throat> i have a i have a genuine stake mm. in in this see like when i worked at mcdonald's for five years or whatever i was like i don't give a fuck about this yeah. i'm just here because i am <clears throat> where this is you know a, a, a job that i really care about the clientele i truly care about mm. and i do think we are doing something good yeah and because you know when you when you work at your mcdonald's or you work at you know your call center and you don't really feel like that you are helping the world. Right. Like if there was no department for people to complain to, you wouldn't exist. <laughs> you know what I mean? So having a direct improvement on people's lives is pretty massive. Mm. Pretty yeah, massive. I mean, I, like I can relate to that in a, a, to a small degree, like working for a health service at the moment. Like not to say that my previous work wasn't meaningful or that mm. I didn't enjoy it, but I, I think I especially get a lot of, a lot back from seeing you know real world benefits as far as people having better lives because of of what you do that's a really special thing i think yeah no like without a doubt so like sp specifically with us is because with genuine gamer the goal is to help um people gain and increase their social skills mm -hmm. as well as their interpersonal skills so as we see people change in the time with us they get more confident their social skills get better they start you know understanding others in the world around them and mm. and on top of that they begin to find what we refer to as their tribe like their community mm. like they as they start to come to the sessions and they get to know the people that join and <clears throat> you know they start playing games with them outside of the sessions and whatnot so they just start finding their people and watching that happen is beautiful and what's great about it is it, it, it can always be the smaller changes something super simple like there's a gentleman that comes in um and for him he just wants to paint miniatures like miniature like warhammer and stuff right mm. it's all he wants to do um he never really engages unless like he's happy to talk right. but you have to engage with him like very rarely does he sort of come out and and it, with us with paris and i as facilitators he's more than happy to um to to talk to us in that sense but getting him to engage with the other guys is a little bit like it's there it's mm. not quite there um the other day so once again such a small gesture we were watching uh wrestling because some of the guys wrestling fans too so it works out well for me um as a as a newly uh, love wrestling fan um he comes in and he goes oh who, uh, who's winning who, who's that guy who's that guy my uh, my uh, talking yeah you want to tell him so the other guy's like oh yeah man and just starts word vomiting who the people are on the screen and so here i am having this moment of oh my god 
that's genuine change in a person. Mm. And it's like, because it seems so small. The idea these people would, you know, something that, something that you and I would not even consider mm. as a social gesture because of these, because of their people and because of, of, um, of their, more than likely, you know, the ASD, they don't tend to consider that stuff and they don't, their brain is wired in a way that those things aren't considered. Sure. So having them engage that way with each other, just even just to acknowledge or care about somebody else in that room is just, hmm. it's beautiful. It's cool. And it's great that you can kind of <clears throat> come in there without, I guess, a background in disability support or anything mm. and then kind of notice those things. And I guess you've probably had to learn a lot about it. What do you think it was that made you the person for this job? It's a new position that, that like, I guess they created just for you in a sense. And yeah. I guess Paris saw something in you that would be a good fit even though you don't have a background in some people would consider as a useful background to help yeah so um paris and i have been friends for a number of years we have a mutual friend craig we did some work together he used to run a uh little community uh gaming convention called clockwork dragon where they would play a bunch of art you know big role-playing tournament um they'd all play their war machine and hordes with a, with a specific games and they would raise money for food shelters shelters and all that sort of stuff mm -hmm. um so we we went there once as press to cover it it was a very small event but it was just fun for us um <clears throat> so when paris began gen new gamer before what it was now he was focused very heavily on rpgs because that was his wheelhouse that's what he knew um so for him to then have that realization that we need to go into video games he's like well who do i know and it wasn't a who do i know that knows games because everybody knows games mm. so um after I, I guess i have to toot my own horn for a little here but like this pop c like the company that i've created with my friends is what got me the job so he used that as the platform he went to his boss glenn and goes hey i want to expand the gaming section and this is what i need i need this person and glenn was like who's this person so he, Who is this guy? so he showed me some of these videos um and then without me knowing that i was going to end up working there one day uh yeah about a year ago i guess we did a live stream big 12-hour live stream to raise money um for genuine gamers what would become that program um and we did a bit yeah for the, so my job was on that essentially 12-hour resume so uh paris's boss jumped in and was watching it and and enjoying it and he's like yep that's it that's cool so i he, was on that stream you were on that stream and so I, I got you the job <clears throat> you're part of it without, without a doubt everyone that helped in that stream is was responsible for, for getting me that job and um we, i spoke to to glenn about it i'm like you know i don't have those qualifications i don't have like what is it that got me the job and he goes and on the idea of you know part of working in this sector isn't about what you know mm. it's how you engage with people like when especially with this platform like with, with this platform this department it's all built around making people feel comfortable being people you know understand and there is minor coldness that comes with work you know knowing every like looking everything like by the book yeah right so by coming in without that book knowledge um I have this advantage to be able to reach these people in a different way. Mm. Like I'm not seeing them as clients. I'm not seeing them sure. as whatever their NDIS plans say they are. Yeah. Like to me, it's John and, and Sarah and not real names. But I mean like these, mm. are, these are the people that I know them as. And that is what that difference is. Yeah. It's very nice to have that acknowledgement. Like 
you as a person, not the skills that you bring, you as a person is what this job needed. And that's, um, that's very nice for me to know that. But saying that though, it's also very uh, anxiety inducing for myself personally. <laughs> Because, like, I feel constantly out of my depth with this job. Constantly. But but then when you see those outcomes, it becomes forest from the tree sort of thing. Yeah. And then, you know, you see changes. And you, um, an example is one of the programs that, I, that I've specifically built myself is the idea of creating a platform for these guys. So one of the big things for them is they feel that they don't have a voice. Their voice doesn't matter. So I've created a Twitter account and an Instagram account and I'm helping them find a platform to get their stuff out there. Even if it's viewed by 20 or something people, like giving them the confidence to build a, to build an Instagram post, to build a tweet, to shape an opinion on something, um, is, is been massive. So one of the guys that's running it, whose, whose name I'll, um, not mention, he, uh, he came in with a very strong disdain for social media. Um, cause I think he's had some bad experiences in the past, but, uh, giving him a pseudonym, giving him a platform to want to talk about video games that he loves. Um, for a guy that would come in and be almost reluctant to work with me, when I saw him last week, he comes in and goes, I have an idea for a post. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, holy fuck. Like, that's something. And like, the guy that, zero interest, is now feeding me mm. things that he wants to do. It's absolutely brilliant. That's really cool. And like, what's it been like for you to go, like to have that career change and do something that's obviously, you know, got its highs, probably has its lows and mm. especially its challenges that you, you know, it'd be a completely different set of challenges versus a job that you're not invested in because, you know, it might've been before that you had a, a boss or a colleague that was a pain or that, mm. you know, they were not happy or you weren't happy with the way things were going at work but now it's like you want the best outcome and you're judging yourself and yeah the effectiveness of all these things that you're putting your energy into having an investment in in that sense really changes it but was forever being a cog in a wheel mm. um and cog in a big chain of things was never was never really you know rewarding but now the department is paris myself and heidi like there's three of us so we are all directly with each other like i work you know paris Paris, you know, we work each other, you know, 40 hours a week. We are with each other, mm. like unquestionably. So like there's a, a strong, I like to believe there's a strong connection between us because we're that tight knit, which is lovely. And actually having a job, because um, you and I were talking about this before we started recording, is with this job, <clears throat> because I don't have the external stresses of being in a job that I don't like, rather than, it's, it's allowed me to, not worry about that and focus more introspectively, um, which has been something I've never done up until this point. So as, as lame as it sounds, having this job, these, the people that I work with, whether it be clients, whether it be the fellow staff members, have actually allowed me to look within myself and help make myself better, if that makes any sense. Mm. Um, so the benefit of working in a mental health field is... <clears throat> my mental health has to be on check, has to be as best it can be. So by doing this job, I've had to go and, you know, seek help and, you know, get myself in check to be able to help these guys. And that has been its own incredible improvement in itself. You know what I mean? Like all these, you know, one of those things, I'm, I'm not quite sure um, whether you've had to face anything like, like that in the past, but 
man, it's been really fascinating and or jarring to find out like, oh no, this is why I am this person. <laughs> like, I just thought I was always fucking like um, freaking out over nothing. It's like, no, no, you have a reason. <laughs> like something in there is not quite right. Because right. like I'm someone like when it comes to pop season example, I'm forever in this fo- like fear state of just how it all works. And it comes, I'm like, mm. it doesn't make any sense. You know why? Because it doesn't make sense. There's no need to be that way. So it's been really cool that way to be able to like help yeah. me. Yeah. So has that introspection changed your approach to making content for pop cultures? Oh, 100%. 100%. Like when we first started Pop C, uh, shit, well, when we started making it the way it is now, probably about two and a half years ago, three years ago. Yeah, three years ago now. Um, <clears throat> my goal was forever to be the big the big guys. I want to be a you know, I've always joked about being the number one PlayStation show. Like I've had all these these big goals for what this was going to be. And having that introspective and that clarity and looking and be like, you know what? You can kind of be okay with just okay. Mm. So we've got to a point now where we, I no longer care about numbers. If my subscriber drop counts, my drops drops, what are you going to do? If my podcast uh, doesn't get as many views that week, it doesn't matter. There has been this awesome sense of calm. Like we we have gone, we have done well enough that we don't, you know, we're still being able to to do what we want to do. Um, Our community is enough to sustain what we do. And yeah, that calm has made it, made what used to be a semi-stressful thing because there is when you do make content creation especially if you do want to do it on a weekly basis or at least a scheduled basis mm. there is a stress to it and there's like a a, a pressure that comes mm. to it and alleviating that stress has been massive yeah. so right now my 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 only quote-unquote stresses are do i have an episode for monday <laughs> do i have an episode for yeah. friday that's yeah. it and like am i going to stream on wednesday that's it and then because there's no goal to make it like we'll still do what we'll still do the best show we can because we enjoy it and it's fun um there's no i don't know big pressure to be like we need a video that hits fucking forty thousand views we need something to get 100 we need to go viral we need to do something like i'm gonna throw 18 ideas at the wall and which one's gonna stick it's like no no let's just go on the let's just go with what we know mm and do it the best we can and if people happen to fall into it and enjoy it thumbs up Mm. which is really i think a huge turnaround from before that because like some of our lunch dates previously we we often spend about like talking about (laughs) our approach Mm. to making content podcasts whatever it is and like i just remember you being extremely hard on yourself because I don't know, like between then and now, the numbers on what you're doing are probably the same, but the mindset yeah. has just changed completely. Yeah. It's like, at that point, it's like, <clears throat> it's good, but it's not good enough. We need to like, we need to pump it up or like whatever it is. And, and now I would say that you're doing the show just as well as you've ever done it, but you've got a relaxed a- a- approach to it. And that means you enjoy it more. You don't feel... Yeah. No, it was pretty... The, the yeah the night and day sort of sort of change when it came to that because like I, I i still have moments of don't get me wrong i still have moments of weakness i'm like why the fuck isn't this doing anything more and and there is um 
there's an arrogance that comes with being like we should be getting more of this it's like no you you need to work for that you can't just assume that's going to happen um and when we did work we did work for it in the past and, and whatnot but yeah i yeah very hard on myself is probably the big thing like um because as i've come to learn as i've you know nicely um uh anal- i've now analyzed myself um a big part of me is i do have um i i've I've, you know, I've been diagnosed generalized anxiety disorder i'm gonna put a title on it and with that comes a lot of um questioning myself and and my own value and so i would i used to tie my value to pop c and the content that we made yeah. So when, whenever we didn't get a show that did as well as it, as I should, I thought I should, thought it should. Sorry, my son just tried to break into the studio. Um, I would that would be me. Yeah. Like if we if we reached out for something and we didn't hear back, that was I felt that was like an attack at me. Yeah. Like I was constantly in this state of paranoia. That you know, it's this weird line, right? Like your self esteem is so low that you don't think you're worth anything, but you but you're arrogant enough to think people are talking about you. <laughs> yeah, like it's that. Yeah. That's what I felt like. It was like you know that even though on many people's radar, we're, we're not even on people's radar. Mm. So it was very interesting. Um, I where I was going with that. No, that's that's fine. <laughs> but, but yeah, no, like, yeah, I said like having that. Yes, just changing that mindset has been been massive. Yeah, and has that played any part in? the kind of new content like focusing on wrestling because i remember remember like some point it was probably a social media twitter or something where you're like i'm gonna i'm gonna like order some wrestling t-shirts and it was like this big thing like you at up to that point had been like i don't know if it was embarrassed or like you weren't sure that it was like cool to like like wrestling (laughs) or whatever it was and now you're just like all in like you've got a wrestling podcast you're like talking about all there's wrestling figures behind you yeah there's There's some over here as well yeah you catch there's there's a bunch of belts behind the tv yeah you're catching up on like 50 years of like wrestling history i guess um but yeah like is that something where you just thought no i i enjoy this i'm not gonna like try and and stick to in my lane i'm gonna expand the story of wrestling for me is very interesting so like i started what like i did watch a little bit back in the day but you know we didn't have cable or anything back then so i didn't really watch a lot of it um it all stemmed around last year in october so they were like we're gonna have the super showdown it's in melbourne it's you know it's one of those big like what they refer to as like banter shows right it says stupid cards it's like triple h versus um undertaker for reasons mm-hmm. like there's no storyline build up it's just gonna happen right so that got caught my interest. I'm like, I know some of these names. Let's watch it. And I happened to fall in love with it. Like there is something beautiful about wrestling where you can sort of um, switch your mind off a little bit. It's a massive soap opera. It's comic books in real life. Mm-hmm. It's big costumes. It's good versus evil. It's people having weird superpowers, you know, like in within reason, quote unquote. Like there is something about it that is just so simple and brilliant. Um, but there was always this hesitation because growing up, and it seems to be the common consensus, is that wrestling is lower class. It's for the bogans, it's for the rednecks, you know. It, th- that's what it was. So it was always this hesitation. and Not like video games. Not like video <laughs> games. But I mean, like, there was... There High were, art. There is yeah. a, a social um, unacceptance of wrestling. Um, so I was always hesitant, because I'm a big fan of... I like to wear the shit that I love. Mm. Um, so all my shirts, like all my clothes, 
things that I carry around with me, I write them to represent me. So um, for the longest time, I've been wearing nothing but Pop C shirts because that's what I loved. And don't get me wrong, still love Pop C, but like something about wrestling just caught me in, in a way. So I was like, when I had to make that jump, because that's a huge leap, because like, once again, that came from someone with the low self-confidence and it's still it's not amazing now but like taking that leap of being like you know what I don't give a shit I'm gonna wear wrestling shit because it makes me happy mm. um, so making that leap and then going and buying all the shirts and parading them around and when you know when people ask me like don't you know wrestling's fake I'm like ah, <laughs> it's scripted fuck you uh <laughs> Then you show them the old Undertaker, uh, Mankind, Hell in a Cell match. Like, this is fake, huh? Mick Mick Foley's nearly dead. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah, so having that sense of pride, sense of ownership. Because wrestling came around the idea of I now work in games, like, permanently on it. Like, it's it's no longer just pop C, my hobby. Mm. Like, when you... This is the thing. When people say, like, work with what you love, people forget that when you do what you love all the time you start to not loving it what you love becomes work <laughs> yeah you start to stop loving it yeah. so wrestling became my outlet like this is some silly thing on the side that keeps me entertained that does that isn't playing games mm. um and then i just happen to like love it even harder enough to make a fucking show about yeah. it yeah so let's talk about uh the young and the wrestlers yeah brilliant name right <laughs> <laughs> it's, so that's that's the i guess expand like pop c has always been a pop culture obviously thing so movies tv like you've touched on these things but was it a big thing to bring in a a wrestling show because i don't know what josh and dylan what their attachment to it is but you've kind of had to just go on and and do it because you just needed to do it yeah so uh josh is a big wrestling fan from way back so he's kind of fallen back into it a little bit now because i because of my passion has seeped into him and he's like all right now i've got to give this i've got to get back into this so you're saying the product's not that bad right now oh, i'm in i'm in um dylan i think way back he's probably watched some but he's kind of fallen into it now as well the decision to make its own show came from the community funny enough like you know as i'm doing live streams and whatnot with them and I'm talking about this new love that I have. Mm. And they'll, and I find a big part of our community are also wrestling fans. So they started spilling love and they're like, do a show about it. And I was like, maybe I will do a show about it. Because <laughs> I, I threw the idea out. So I'm like, oh, I kind of want to do a show. I don't know what it's going to be, but I want to, I have this, this passion that I, like, I need to talk about. Because even for the players, which is our PlayStation show, stemmed around the idea that we love PlayStation. And I want to talk about PlayStation. So, you know, and wrestling's the same. So y- Young and the Wrestlers stemmed from me wanting to talk about wrestling. Um, and even if you want to approach it business-wise, right? So mm-hmm. <clears throat> Dylan, because, you know, with, our, with, our, with, with Popsy, we're very personality focus it is based around the people that you see which is josh myself and dylan um dylan had some he stepped away from doing a lot of his movies content he's focusing on um, one show in particular which is very infrequent and with josh and his circumstances he could really only focus on the one show Mm -hmm. so like what we could deliver as a as a content platform had instantly shrunk so there was a demand for something more from a business perspective but i didn't know what that was going to be I didn't want to stream more because um, I enjoy streaming like once a week and occasionally here and there. Like that's fun for me because it's streaming such a time sink. Um, so I knew there was need for for another product. Um, 
for a long time, I didn't know what that was. And then when wrestling came, it just kind of worked it well. Mm. And then during that conversation, as I was talking to the to to the fan base and whatnot, and I'm thinking of new ways to go about this because I know I couldn't get Josh in for another week, for another day a week because of, mm. of his kids. Um, and then Jem popped up. So Jem was a member of our community. She's been a long, uh, like a lifelong friend of Jess, who's our um, community manager. Mm-hmm. And Jess was like, why don't you get Jem to do it? I'm like, all right, hey, Jem, you want to do it? And she comes in and Jem is like the perfect co-host, man. Like she's got a long history with wrestling, loves it. And, you know, everyone's seen how Josh and I and Dylan and I and Josh and Dylan, like we've, they've seen three years how we all come together. So it's been nice having new blood in. Mm. And, uh, yeah. And now she's permanent. Yes, we made the leap, even though, like, you know, 20-something episodes in. Like, in my head, she was permanent. I forgot to fucking say it. Yeah. And we, um, I was hanging out with Josh, and he's like, so you made Gemma a permanent host yet? I'm like, oh, shit, no, I haven't. <laughs> so I reached out to her, and I was like, hey. Well, actually, funny enough, we were, at, we were at a wrestling show in Melbourne. We went to see Melbourne City Wrestling. And we're out in, we're out, in, out the front having a beer, and we're like, oh, yeah, shit, we've decided. You want to... <laughs> you know two out of three people are here and we both agree yeah <laughs> the eyes have it yeah welcome and she's very excited and we're very happy that to, to have her as part of the team um uh not just is that not just as her being a woman that's certainly a great advantage because mm. um, it's a perspective that we can't hit um i'm just happy to have a new friend be part of what i do and that's cool yeah that's very cool Okay, so what would you say has been the hardest part of adjusting to, I guess, this new phase that you've been in? Because it, it kind of ties up well. Like, Gen News been huge and has obviously influenced the way that you approach content. You, you've opened up to covering wrestling and stuff mm. now, which is probably bringing in or at least engaging a new audience in some ways. So, yeah, what's been the hardest part for you? Um, probably having to change my mindset. Mm. Um, in terms of that, because like I said, there's no, like, aside from that extra show, there's no real physical change. I'm just, I was already watching wrestling anyway, and now I just do an hour's show on it. Um, the only thing that's, it's, it's been a lot of personal change. Um, and yeah, having to change how I think, because as I mentioned at the start of this, like, I can, cons- Pop C consumed me. Uh, in terms of of its numbers and how do I make it work and and how do I schedule and how do I plan and what things do I need to hit to become the next big fucking show and you know like we want to be this and this and this like these are the goals we have and ha- forcing myself to not care about that stuff mm. has been the biggest thing and like how how to if I if someone doesn't email me back or if someone you know if the video doesn't do what it needs to be it's not a personal attack. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, you know they are the things like my mindset has had to change, and that has been the toughest hurdle. Because even now, there's moments where that 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 mindset breaks, mm. and I have moments of weakness, and I have to kind of like, you know, come out of it. Yeah, and be like, no, no, it's it's fine. I feel like even back then, you probably like deep down knew that all those feelings were wrong. Like mm. there'll be days, like I mentioned before, where you talk about like your attitude towards something specific being really bad and you like acknowledge in the conversation that sometimes you feel like this but i think you knew that that wasn't the case it's just like i don't know the devil on your shoulder or something the problem that i have that i face specifically is like my my brain is very like it is logical like you know i've got a science background that's how my brain thinks 
But the problem with with mental health challenges, they aren't logical. Mm. Like they're emotional. So in that heat of that moment, when I'm at my low point or my an anxiety has has overtaken my thought process, you can't logic out of that. Mm. So you're stuck in this emotional momentum. But then upon like once that drops, I look. I can look back on it logically and be like, "That was stupid." Yeah. Like who cares? And that and that's been the best thing about like the, the big benefit of my head is yeah I can look back and be like why why did you freak out it's fine yeah <clears throat> yeah and I guess it's always hard talking about mental health as far as like trying to find solutions yeah. but I guess if you can find a way to less and less let those thoughts manifest mm. and like stir around in your head if you can maybe pull yourself out of those moments and apply your mm. logic in the moment that's always going to help. And that's the biggest thing that I'm trying, that I'm personally trying to do now is like when those moments hit logic them then and there rather than later. Um, and that's something I'm, I'm trying to get a hold of. Like, but it, it, the real fascinating thing is I'm sure this probably hit a lot of people without even realizing, like I didn't realize my mental health was a problem Mm. because I was just the way I lived. And, and until the things in the, until the right things fell in a row, I was able to have that clarity to look, at myself because I was yeah I said not working in a job that I hated that I thought all my stresses and all my problems were coming from the job yeah but no it was the job was shit don't get me wrong <laughs> but like it was it was adding to what was already there sure yeah <clears throat> I think um, it's interesting in, in a way that you've had pop culturist as this thing that you've been driving and like you want that to be a career and in a roundabout way it's gotten you a career in the games yeah. industry. Like yeah. You're now working with video games <clears throat> to the point that you're probably getting sick of video games. A little bit. As, as far as like <laughs> having, having to turn to wrestling as an outlet. But it is... Saying that though, yeah. the guys, the guys at, at Genuine Gamer love wrestling. Yeah. And talk about um, like one, one, of, one of the other kids, he loves games but could never get out of him. Once I mentioned that I'm a wrestling fan, like, he, like that was the barrier for him. His barrier dropped and he doesn't shut up now. <laughs> and it's awesome. Yeah. Because, like, every week he comes in, he's like, oh, my God, did you watch SmackDown? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And, like, it's just that other line of, I guess that's what, you know, the job is. It's that being that person, being yeah. that person. But, like, we're not people in suits. Like, mm. you know, Paris looks like fucking Kevin Smith, for Christ's sake. Yeah. So It has to be intentional. It has it's, to be intentional. It's, like, too close to not be intentional. Yeah. So, like, you know, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so the guys, yeah. guys love it, too. So having to make that choice, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I, I think it's just cool that, like, it's, it's that old thing of, like, oh, the all along it was right there in front of it me. was <laughs> it was it really was like the real death stranding were the friends that were along <laughs> <the way. laughs> but it <laughs> but it is, it is that it is I know, once again as cliche as it is you kind of look back and you see mm. the things the events that have taken place and you're like yeah all these things led up to who I am yeah. now like if I you know or like I don't I don't even know. Like my goal isn't to do this full time anymore because I had to have that realization that it's not achievable. Like you as small time content creator, that's metaphorical. You not literally, (laughs) you know, not John Peck. Um, (laughs) Is it, you know, like we all have this ambition and drive to be like the best there ever is. And, uh, Best is best, worst, best ever will be. Yeah, reference. Bret Hart. <laughs> <Bret> Hart. <laughs> I thought um, you were going for a Pokemon thing. <laughs> no, I was going to... I'm like, how can I bring wrestling back into this? Um, you know, like we, we set out with the biggest goals, the biggest ambitions, but then you have to have that moment of, you know what? We're not going to be the next kind of funny. We're yeah. not going to be the next Rooster Teeth. We're not going to be that. And that's fine. Um, and yeah, and then 
from that, having that moment of, okay, that's not going to be our career. Holy shit, I had that career. Mm-hmm. I have that career now. Like yeah. this is what got me the, the this got me the job. It's been very weird. <laughs> and because on top of that, because I'm in a, I'm in, I'm in a career that I've never thought I was going to end up in. It is what I love doing. I love playing and talking about games. Um, it's hard to know what the next step is now. Like, because previously, what got me through the jobs I hated was doing Pop this, C, yeah. was Pop C. Knowing that at some point, I'm going to be able to step away and do this. Yeah. That was always my goal. And, like, for that reason, it's altered. and It's, it's not my goal anymore. Because, you know, the whole plan, the dream, the dream scenario Jono was the day that I could, could go to my boss my old boss yeah. and my old jobs and be like I quit because I'm gonna go make fucking content full time that was the dream and then now but I got that I had that moment I'm like I'm quitting this job to go play games with people for yeah. a living and make people better so that was like I did get to have that moment well, that's special Yeah. and there's a one of my favourite quotes from Conan O'Brien which was um if you work hard and you're kind, amazing things will happen. And I think, like, even if you were aiming towards this destination in the process, you've said before, like, you were working hard with Pop C. You had a personality that they obviously thought worked for what they wanted. Mm. And you engaged people and you were in a position where you can teach other people how to engage with each other. And that's really a different destination from where you're aiming, but they're actually like it's almost better in some ways because yeah the difference that you're making in people's lives is significant compared to what you might make by you know making making people laugh with i don't know a dumb let's play (laughs) like wrestling yeah wwe 2k or whatever yeah yeah it's cool it's one of those things it's it's the it's the story of like you know um deviating from your plan Mm. can still get you to a different awesome point yeah like you know you know people have that one goal in mind and when people, when people um get taken away from that that you know wait like like i have four my 10-year plan is this and this and this people forget that you know those plans can change and you can end up in a better place mm. because of those like if i stuck my ground and i know like, this is still going to be my big goal yeah. i don't think i'd be where i am like i don't think i'd be uh me like into where, where i sit personally yeah. right now you know, in terms of my 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 clarity um you know yeah life's what happens while you're making other plans exactly you know because if if you're looking so far ahead you get to look at now Mm. and and understand now and Mm. i I do think yeah that's certainly being a big part of it i usually ask people for their advice but i think that there's been like so many little nuggets of (laughs) of that within yeah i didn't mean to be so you know i'm like clairvoyant about it i just thought that's not the right word fantastic yeah it's good and like i'm like so happy for you as well Thanks, like as man. a friend to see you go from you know what you were doing before to this like it really like i try not to judge people for their career choices and i would never tell people that they are doing the wrong thing mm. but when you have the potential of someone like you you know obviously you're not doing something in science or whatever and that's i don't know if it's wasted because it's made you who you are well it's the thing you're, you're like the the things that i like to like mm. little 
quotes, right? Like you're the sum of your influences yeah. and you are you are the sum of the events that have taken place. Yeah. Whether they be good events or bad events, like, you know, yeah. trauma, you as horrible as it can be, you are shaped by what you've done. Yeah. And I think by going to university and doing science, I met my wife there. Yeah. Who is so I was yeah, who yeah, met the woman that became my wife, the woman that became the mother of my child. You know, like these are things that I wouldn't if I didn't go to university, mm. regardless of that hex debt still totally <laughs> being here, you know, and I'm not doing that course there are things and skills that i learned at university mm. you know using science how to apply yeah. that logical thinking you know and lateral thinking yeah exactly that helped me now yeah but it's, it's when it comes to the point where like you're not happy with what you're doing yourself like mm. that's when i'm like you need to do something different and i'm so glad that you're doing something now that you're not only happy but you're feeling rewarded and it's literally changed your life like it's changed the way that you do your hobbies and mm. everything so awesome thanks man it's awesome to hear the story and I'll, I'll close out with if you could do anything and know that you wouldn't fail what would you do round two See, i don't know what that would be now <laughs> previously my answer yeah. my answer was to do pop c full time and i don't know what that is now what's like the best case scenario for genu like what are the big dreams scenarios i guess the only way that could the 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 next step would be because right genuine is cool and genuine is very, like it's very local focused it mm. would be nice to um roll this program out interstate yeah and you know help people outside of the geelong region mm. so i guess that would be it would yeah. be you know take what we do now and, and expand it and and show the world that games are good games help mm. games heal yeah you know and um the people around you do that um, so it'd be nice to be able to do that and sp to spread that out there, I guess. But yeah, in, in terms of self-motivated, what would I do and not fail? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Well, it's good not and to I'm, be selfish sometimes. <laughs> and I'm oddly okay with that. Like, you know, it's it's weird. It's a weird line. Like, if, I am, like I'm still facing that sort of, you know, that minor existential crisis. Like mm. I'm about to hit 30 and I don't know, you know, and all these other things. And like, I don't know what my career path is now. Like it's here now and it's mm. good but I've always had another, you know, my, um, previously it's always been, well, I can't fucking be in this job forever. What do I want to do next? It's like you've uh, caught what you were chasing for and now you're like, well... Yeah, I'm a dog that caught the what, tire. What, what do I do, I do with do? the tire? I had the tire. What do I do now? <laughs> you just enjoy it. Yeah, like, enjoy that tire. Yeah, it's a fucking sweet it. tire. Thank you for listening and thanks to Audio Technica. Of course, you can catch Ryan on Twitter at HaggardMC. Check out the Pop Culturists at PopCulturistsAU. You can find out more about the GenU Gaming Program at genu.org.au. And if you want to support this show, of course, you can leave an iTunes review and rating to help get the word out there. Or you can support the 8-Bit Patreon to get some money into the pockets of me and all the other creative minds in the 8-Bit Collective. That's over at patreon.com slash weare8bit. Of course, you can find me on social media at Jono himself. And until next week, keep putting in work.